Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of Sports Yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. On February 11th, 1992, a trade occurred in the NFL that changed the course of my team and this week's guest team for years to come. Let's just say I was on the raw end of that deal. But the trade helped this week's guest grow up, never knowing a season with a lackluster QB under center. That QB's name? Well, it was Mr. Brett Favre. Welcome to Fantasy Football Origin Stories, where each episode is a journey back in time to explore the unique experiences of some of the coolest and most influential people in the fantasy football industry. I'm your host, Arnie Chapman, also known as the Football History Dude. Now, I love fantasy football, and I want you to come along with me to explore the yesteryear of the armchair gridiron. So hop on board my DeLorean, Let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. This time to step up the DeLorean. The date is September 20th, 1992. And we are at Lambeau Field watching the Green Bay Packers take on the Cincinnati Bengals. The Pack started off with losing two games to start off the season. And who knew what was going to happen the rest of that year? Then early in the game, the quarterback, Don Magic Man Magikowski, goes down to injury. Does that mean that the season is over for the Packers? No chance for a playoff contention? I mean, it was 10 years since they made the playoffs before that. I know, I know. It's kind of like the Lions fans nowadays, and I'm all like, just like, hey, screw you, buddy. No time to think about it, though. Let's see what this Favre kid can do. Yeah, I said Favre at the intro, but that's just because it's just fun making fun of the Brett Favre and all these guys. Well, Let's just say he ended up leading the pack to their first victory of the season, en route to making the playoffs and earning his first Pro Bowl bid as a sophomore in the NFL. After that, we all know the rest is history. Three decades of having one of the top QBs in the league at the Packers' Lambeau Field, from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. Who knows what's going to happen here in 2023? But back to that 1992 season. Here's your fantasy football history lesson for the day. Emma Smith was number one overall. That's when the Cowboys won the Super Bowl, too. Thurman Thomas, number two. Then Barry Foster of the Steelers, follow up by Terry Allen of the Vikings. Then at number five was the great wide receiver Sterling Sharp, the top wide receiver of the year. Could he have held that spot with Magic Man at her center? Maybe. But that year proved to be an immediate connection with Brett Favre. Something that is similar to recent years of Rodgers to Adams. Again, now we get to see what happens over in New York. 
Will Garrett Wilson have the top reigning season as wide receiver? We'll have to check on that later in the year. But back to this week's guest. We find out in the episode, unfortunately, he's a Packers fan, but we won't hold that against him. We somehow get past that and talk some fantasy football origin stories with Jake from Jake's Fantasy Football, found over at jakesffootball.com. But before we get into that conversation, now is a good time for me to remind you that if you like this show, you got to make sure you share it with at least one friend, maybe two, maybe three. Heck, you might as well share it with your whole fantasy football league. And if you have not subscribed for free to this show, you might as well follow and subscribe on your podcast player of choice. That way you get the hottest, freshest off the press episodes well each and every week. But now that you've broadcast this podcast across your network and into your league mates ears, let's get into the interview with Jake from Jake's Fantasy Football. Well, I mean, let's just start let's just start right there so we can get this thing rolling. I mean, let's go back to what is your first memory of just ever playing fantasy football? The first time I got into fantasy football, it was I was in middle school with my friends and you know, my friend's like, hey, my dad can get us on this website to sign us up for, for football. And, and, you know, he'll be the commissioner and we'll play against against him and, and we'll, you know, find 10 people and whatever. So that's that's kind of how it got started. And then, you know, the way it went for me is like the top, I don't know, seven or eight guys I drafted all got injured and were out for the season. It was fantastic. And then I, you know hit the waiver wire and, and tried to win and watched a lot of football and, you know, got really into it. And, you know, I guess it's like the more you watch, the more, the better you get at, at it. And the more you, the better you're at it, the more you want to watch. And you just kind of go into this and never ending spiral of getting more and more into football for a while. You and know? you're going down that little, that little toilet bowl where it's like, you're going faster and faster. And by the time you, you can't get back out of it kind of deal. <laughs> Well, right. Yeah. Now it's just like a routine of life. <laughs> yeah. And now that because of Dynasty and all this That's other stuff, is. best ball, it's like it's year round, including the NFL draft. It's like you never really your your head doesn't go away or yeah. think about stop thinking about it. Exactly. It's like, OK, now that the season's over, what do I start thinking about right now? Instead of, you know, some people are just like, oh, no, poor me, post-football depression. And it's like, well, you know, I think I had that once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now it's like, huh, football's done. Let's just watch a bunch of highlights and things so this feeling doesn't go away. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, especially. So, actually, I should have probably asked you this. What what NFL team are you a fan of? Well, I'm I'm here in Wisconsin, and I was I was born here, so I'm oh my god obligated to be a Packers. I know where fan, I knew where that you know? was going. So you, I have to show you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, hey, I'm a Lions fan, so we'll we'll talk about that yeah. as we go. I'm actually looking at two nostalgic cups. I'm looking at a sweater. I'm looking at everything. This Lions, I, you know, I I picked up a little bit of some yeah. kind of accent from over there, but uh, oh wait, this is backwards. Wisconsin hey, State you know, Fair. Okay, well, you know what. We'll yeah. we'll just yeah. let it slide for a little bit that you're a Packers fan, and we'll let you stay in the show, just considering Rodgers is left and everything. With that being said, I mean, uh-huh. what from a local longtime fan are your opinions of like what's coming up the season or what the whole Rodgers thing? I mean, mm-hmm. just open board. What happened there? So Rodgers just came off of a funky season where, uh, well, obviously he lost Devonte Adams, so that that didn't help. And then, you know, his replacement was Christian Watson, who started the season not really playing all the way and 
recovering from surgery, so that wasn't good. And then, you know, you had Dobbs and Cobb and, you know, and Lazard, and none of them played all every game, and it was just like, and then Rodgers hurt his thumb, and it was just like, oh, geez. And then there are games where the Packers were going against teams that were bad against the run, and you could run all over them, and they'd run the ball like 15 times, and they'd get a lead, and they'd keep throwing the ball a lot and eventually lose the game. It was like, what? what are you doing? And then that kind of stuff makes me think like, Maybe, you know, LaFleur isn't that good, and Rodgers and Adams have been making him look good for the past couple of years. Sort of same thing with McCarthy beforehand was, you know, Rodgers made him look really good as a coach, you know. So we'll see, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of one of those deals where as a Lions fan, I've been so used to it my whole life of like, they might get up, but then they didn't. I used to always say like, they don't. Oh, God. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, they're not like Belichick. Like, he'll put his foot on your throat and he won't let up. He'll put that pedal to the metal and they'll run up the score. Whereas the Lions were always playing not to lose as opposed to playing to win. And, you know, I I hate to say it, but we're taking the division this year. You know, I know this is not fantasy football, but there's a there's a there's a pretty good chance of that. Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, I've thought that in the past <laughs> <laughs> when you know, it's like, hey, you know, they've got a lot of good pieces. They look pretty good, and it's like then they would stink again and be like, oh, okay, well, never mind. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. It's one of those deals where I can talk junk all I want, but my entire life as a Lions fan, I've beaten the Packers. I I could probably count it on two hands of my fingers, you know, my entire life here. And I went from having to deal with Favre to dealing with Rodgers basically my entire life that I can remember football. So Yeah. Right. I've got the same same problem of going from one good quarterback to a better one. And now it's just like, you know, <laughs> Mm, are we? Is love just gonna step in and be awesome? That'd be great, you know. But I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll find out. It's one <laughs> we of haven't those. Seen him play very much. Yeah, it's it's you're you're in an awkward position on the opposite enemy. It's kind of like how when Patriots fans lost Brady, it's like, okay, what's the next chapter? Especially these kids that were maybe twenty twenty five years old, like they didn't know anything better. They didn't know anything other than basically winning the division and probably making a playoff yeah. run and potentially winning the Super Bowl like basically every year for their whole life. Like being in the Super Bowl like what, every other year at least? <laughs> On average it was at least that I think for his, yeah. for his career there. I think, yeah. But um enough let's let's quit talking about Brady. Let's for sure quit talking about the Packers. Let's go back to fantasy football. Um let's talk about right. maybe yeah. some of your favorite a personal gem that you found in the late rounds or your favorite fantasy football player that you hung on to just because you really liked him on your team, no matter what you're like, your 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 flag plant person throughout your life. Uh, well, I mean, for late picks, I, I tend to get some every year that, that I'm into, but then what happens is, you know, they're only a, a good late stash for a year. <laughs> um, but then a lot of times those guys sort of are like, you know, everything around them gets set up for a nice season for them. And then some of those things fall apart and then they're not, they never have that again. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of those one hit wonders. And then, you know. Let me rephrase that question. 
Yeah, um, it's just uh, what about a player? Don't don't think about like the one hit wonders or maybe the value dress, but like, right. okay, now let's talk about maybe a player that you've always like. For me, for the longest time, it was Peyton right. Manning. No matter what, like I didn't care. I well, had to take him. Like, who was your player okay. you really want on your team every year? That's not a Packer. Like, like we can't go Homer this. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, I I I was never a Homer. Luckily, you know, so that was good. But you know, it sometimes it works for people. I've seen it happen. You know, like if you draft a lot of the same guys on the same team and that team is really good that year it works but it doesn't always happen um but no for me i mean i don't usually try to do it that way and i don't you know i don't usually get all that attached to one specific player like that and being in a lot of leagues you don't always have the same pick so you can't get the same guy usually um but what I would say is I do end up getting a lot of Travis Kelsey just about every year. So, I'll, you know, that makes sense. It's like if I have a late end of the first round pick, start of the second round, it's like I'm always going to grab him there because he's he's just been so ridiculous and reliable. And, you know, he only had that one year where he wasn't the top tight end. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's been <laughs> basically know? a cheat code for we're going on seven years, probably. Now. I don't know how many when he started his run there, but it's hard to argue against that. It's kind of a cheat move, though, because you pick like the top dog at like a position for the last six years. But that's OK. I mean, you kind of lent you you led into maybe one of the next questions that I wanted to get at. Like you said, if he's there at the end of the first early second, maybe I'm taking Kelsey. But like, do you have a particular draft strategy or like mentality that you go into drafts or is it totally fluid? Um, I think what what people like to call it is they call it value based drafting, which is you you pick the guy who's most valuable to you or to your team at that point. So it's not like you know you have to pick a running back or you know or like you want to do the zero running back or whatever. It's like you know you want to pick the guy who scores the most points for your team. That's what you want to do. And then, yes, certain positions are worth more or less, depending on, you know, how many you already have and how many you have to start on your roster and things like that. So that's why running backs are, they have a lot of value because if you get a really good one, everybody usually has to start at least two and there's not 20 super good running backs in the league, you know? (laughs) Yeah, going so. back to the Lions, I mean, maybe not a value base because when I saw them pick them in the real life NFL draft, that is, I was like, why would you take a running back at 12 and then a linebacker oh, at yeah, whatever? Yeah. But you know what? I got, I'm at the mentality now. I'm like, um, screw the rest of the world. Detroit versus everybody. Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell. I believe in them and we're coming after Green Bay. You better watch out and hide for the hills. I I heard some things about the draft. With, with the Lions and picking Gibbs and yeah, a lot of people felt that was high, but what I, what I had heard was they were trying to trade back and they had some more trade back plans or something like that and it didn't work out. So then they're like, all right, we're getting our guy. Yeah. You know? I mean, draft, with, draft like, okay, with conviction. I mean, that's with fantasy football or not. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I, I had thought and heard that as well and that's something that that night as i pondered i'm like you know what because everybody at work that i'm known as the lions guy so of course everybody in the world asked me what'd you think of the draft and that was what i said friday morning i'm like you know what they probably were trying to trade back and they knew they wanted a guy they went after him you know dan campbell he drafts with conviction so does brad holmes so let's go after it and i think well right and then the other thing that we we don't know is like you know 
what other teams were looking at him and wh- who else wanted him and, you know, what pick did they have? And, you know, so it could have been the next team. You know, I don't know. You never know. And some other team could have leapfrogged him even if they did trade back and whatever, man. It's not sitting here in May, middle of May, being able to make it a worthwhile decision if it was a good pick or not. We'll find out when the helmets strap on and the pads start to fly. We'll see what goes on. And uh, I think we play you week four at Green Bay. So we'll see what happens week four, if I recall. <laughs> but speak. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Speaking of that's the future. So now what we're going to do is I'm, I'm trying to actually pull this out without wrecking my cords but so you get to you get to drive this thing right here this is the delorean so now you're gonna go back in time we're gonna ride on this trip together back to when you decided well i'm gonna start something at a website and anything else that's called jake's Mm -hmm. fantasy football like what was the origin story there um so i i was getting into a lot of leagues and hanging out with a lot of people and you know like i i did a lot of live drafts back then and, and I would like, I'd take a lot of notes and I'd make a lot of spreadsheets and I'd try to talk to people about it, but I wouldn't want to talk to people who were in my leagues about <laughs> it. So, <laughs> you know, so then I'd mostly try to talk to like my wife or whoever else who wasn't in my league that I could find that wanted to talk about it. And then my wife's like, I don't want to talk about this. Just, just go on the, online and, and write something about it instead. I'm like, all right, I can just start throwing my, my thoughts out there. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically how, how it started. Um, well then how and then, did you, so was it the website right away or were you writing for other places first before you started your website? No, I just started, uh, um, doing it's, it's really a blog. Um, I started it as, as a, as a, like a, a blog kind of site. But that's just like a, you know, a free website style you can use, you know, and just started putting stuff out there, sort of like the basic things that I do or was doing to to be better than most people at fantasy football, you know, which was just like review what happened last season and then, you know, try and guess at what's going to happen this next season. And, you know, that has evolved a lot over time. Um is like, is as I've been putting things out, I, I always review myself and like, Hey, here were my ranks last year and here's what actually happened. And I'm like, okay, so that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's like, okay, all right. Why did I do that? Why? Cause like, if you just, if you don't take it in the moment in like, here's what I'm thinking and here's why, here's what I think is going to happen because of these things. If you don't take that, you know, down then somewhere and you just go through the season, you get to the end of the season, you're like, well, yeah, of course that happened. You know, you have the, you have the hindsight bias and you can't, you know, you're like, it feels so obvious now that all these players were good. And it's like, well, yeah, and now you have a lot better evidence to go off of, but um, usually there's some sort of cause and effect to it. And, and there's some intangible things and there's a lot of things we don't get to see, you know, but yeah, yeah. I, I, the, and then, um, the biggest difference was when I started, uh, watching coaches a lot more, paying attention to who gets hired there and what they do and how they like to play their players. And it's like, oh, okay. 
you know, that's, you know, maybe the guys who tell them what to do <laughs> are a good thing to look at because it's like, oh, this coach likes to run the ball a lot. And they That running back stunk last year and nobody likes him. It's like, well, it's going to be good this year. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. With that opportunity. <laughs> coach is going to use him differently, you know. And the opposite happens too. The opposite happens a lot. And that really throws people for a loop. It's like, oh, this guy's been great the past couple of years. It's like, well, his offensive coordinator just left. Like, oh, okay. That's probably not good. <laughs> if he's been great the past couple of years and now somebody else is telling, calling the plays. Mm, mm-mm. Yeah, no, that makes you sense. Know, follow, follow it where, you know, the... The strategy is going to be lying from the game planning and everything. Um, you kind of touched on something there. Maybe this wasn't your intention, but it's almost like from what you said, you know, in the moment, writing down what you, why you're making these decisions and then re- referring back to them. It's almost like, was it like a, a journal based for yourself at this point you're talking about or? Um, yeah, a kind of is, it was kind of like that. It's like, the, the whole point of my site is like, hey, here's how I do this in here. It like sort of showing people, other people, how I do it and how I, how, like, here's the information I use to get to this point. And, but even if you take my same information, you might not have the same opinion on it. You know, that's the other thing. But it's like, at least you have it versus not having it. And that's the, the the thing that a lot of people are like, oh, fantasy football, it's just 100% luck and there's nothing, there's no skill or thought to it. It's like, well, if you, if I know something you don't know and it gives me a little advantage, well, that, that's not luck, you know? Like, yeah, there's, there's the every given Sunday thing and where any random things happen and then there's, you know, all your players get injured or, or you're the second highest scorer every week, so you end up with an 0 and 17 record, but the most points. That's yeah, that's a good one. I've been there I've before. Yeah, I mean, never. I don't. I wouldn't say 0 and 17, but yes, I've been there. Really, a lot big losing, but yeah, being the sec- the highest scoring. Yeah, that's a bummer when that happens. Yeah, which is just like, oh, my team is good, but I can't win. <laughs> Ugh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so you put a lot of effort, I mean, just whether you wanted to say it's like the journal process or whatever it is, like even just your recent um, post that you've been playing out there, we'll, we'll call it that way with like kind of like the recapping, the additions and all that stuff. Like there's a lot of content yeah. in there. A, is it like a particular format that you've used year over year? And B, how do you, like, that's a lot of work. How do you put it all together? Um, so when I first did that, uh, it, it changes every year. Um, like the first time I did it, I just did it with coaches. Like I didn't even do players. And then, you know, I went back and looked at it and, and like it, it made a difference in, in how well I played. But it's like a lot of this information was all up here. It's like I've watched this coach and I know generally what he does. And I'm going to put it down on paper and say, this coach is good at these things and you should do it. And then, you know, that might not be convincing to somebody else. And then the year after, I was like, you know what? I should put players in here too, not just coaches. And I should put some stats around here too. And and then you know, I was like, okay, all right. So here's the coach. Here's the position group that they that they coach over. Here's how good they are at what they they do or how they were last year. And here's what's changed since then. It's like, oh, they were the best at getting sacks in the league, and they lost four defensive ends this year. It's like, you know, 
they probably won't be the best sack team in the year, the league again, the next year. But other people will just be like, they were great. So they're still going to be great. It's like, do you not see what changed here? And then, you know, that's kind of how it's gone for me is like, I'll do it one year and I'll, I'll write the whole series that way. And then the next year, as I'm like prepping it and looking at it, I'll look back at it and I'll think like, okay, what, what's missing here? What else does it need? And then I'll see if I can improve upon it and make like the same kind of template and make it better the next year. So this year, what I did was I added in, um, there's websites where you can get depth charts that are from different times. So I did one from the start of the season, after the season, and after the draft. So you can see like who started the season, how, how, do, how was their team supposed to be or what they were trying to do, who got hurt and or who, you know, came in, took over, got better, etc. You can see that sort of with the depth chart and then the, who, who did they draft or sign that's now going to start? And that's kind of like the, the extra piece I added this year was like, cause I felt like I missed some things or didn't quite get the full context of, you know, exactly how good a group was and who was in it. You know, a lot of players to keep track oh, of. Oh yeah. There's a lot going on there. Before I get into, I'm going to ask you a follow-up question there. I, I must note that in the Lions section under summary, you put the new coach improvement yeah. and new players should be a recipe for success better in 2023 and we had a pretty good end of 2022 so thank you for telling us we're going to win the division we can carry on to the next yeah, i <laughs> used to make like full-on predictions in there too but like yeah like if a bunch of players get injured then your prediction is just gone right right <laughs> and it's like you know who really cares what their record's going to be it's like is the team going to be better and like sometimes it's like every divi- every team in one division they all look better and it's like dang like how how do you pick based on how they did last year how how are they going to do this year I don't know. yeah that's a lot of uh, but yeah well, if you had this DeLorean right yeah, here Lions, and you go to the um, future with the Gray's Almanac then you might get it figured out right yeah 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 the Lions uh, you know let's just hope those defensive changes work out for them. You hey, know, there is no hope, baby. Should. Let's talk. Let's they talk should. about the future. It's going to work out. So, like, why don't you give some love yeah. to some of those websites you're talking about, where you can get just so they give them a shout out. Uh oh. All right. Um, I like to. I've been using OverTheCap.com for um, catching all the free agency moves, but I've noticed that's been a little behind sometimes. Um, let's see. Uh, I, I use um, Pro Football Reference a mm-hmm. lot. If you've ever been to that oh, yeah. site, that's that's a good site. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, our lads is the one that um, they keep track. They take like a dump of the depth charts like once a month. Sometimes a little, I think a little bit more than once a Did month. Did you say our lads? Um, like our and then lads? Yeah. Okay. Oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of this one actually. So they, they have the depth chart pieces. Um, yeah. And then I just, you know. Anywhere else I can get NFL.com, ESPN.com, where I can just pull, you know, defensive stats, offensive stats for teams, hmm. things like that. Okay. Yeah, no, I just, like I said, I like to give love to different kind of uh, resources and stuff out there from from our guests. Um, with that being said, so 
the resource that you run your website or your your blog on, I mean, it's it's kind of unique. You can click on different versions like Magazine View or Flipkart. There's a bunch of others. Is this like a yeah. like a boxed type of Blogger device it or is. what is it? Yeah, it it is that that is Blogger. Yeah. Okay. Um, I started it on Blogger. I used to have like a custom template for a while. Um, and I don't know, just after a while it started to look a little old. So then I, I tried to recustomize it and it, it wasn't great. And then they, they like started cutting out a lot of customization options. So then I just picked one of their templates and tweaked it a little bit. That's one of their sort of built in templates is what that is. Okay. Uh-huh. No, it's pretty cool. I, yeah. I didn't realize at first what I was doing, honestly, when I, cl- when I clicked up to the top here. So on the left was a drop down where you can go to like mosaic or you can choose something else. I, I saw the yeah. term magazine. I'm like, oh, so this is a magazine. And then I'm like, wait a second. These are all different. <laughs> no, that's the, uh, yeah, that's the style. That's, yeah. Because yeah. I realized afterwards, I'm like, right. that's the same content. And then I see like the the silhouette of just use my lions as an example. So Dan Campbell and such, like, where, how are you putting these silhouettes together of these different players and coaches? Or is this something mm-hmm. that you just found? Uh, I, I do that with, uh, uh, I use like, uh, an editor, like, uh, I think I, I use paint.net. It's, um, it's like, like a paint app or like a Photoshop kind of app. Um, and I've tried a lot of different things over time. I've done things where I use the mouse and try and like trace people and then, you know, color things in. And, um, the, what I've been doing with the past, for the past couple of years now is, um, I just like take a color and take the like the the paint bucket that just like dumps it all over the place and and I just click somewhere and see how it looks and if I like it then I I you know and I just kind of do that to sort of splat things all over the place and see if it looks good and you know that yeah but that's basically what I do is I take a picture that exists out there sure. I make it a square and this the square is for Instagram. <laughs> oh no, that makes sense. Yeah, you're 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 tailoring it to where you're going to place it. Right, right. So I make it a square so it looks nice on Instagram, and then and then I um, just throw colors at it, and I usually try to pull a color off of it and use that color to splat around too. And I usually try to do two or three colors, try to make it look kind of cool. And yeah, I do try to make it look like a. Do you know who that is or do you not know who that is? Sort of like, a, it's a mystery who this person is. Ooh. And also, like, there's no copyright there. There's no, I'm not using somebody's actual image there. That's, that was the other thing. It's like, I wasn't really sure about how people t- took pictures of other people and put them all over their website without having some sort of NFL license. Right, right. And I was like, you know, I better just, just not do that at all. And I, you know, my, my art style has changed over the years. And this one, I think it looks pretty good. I had, I had people vote on it and tell me that this, they like it for the most part. So. Yeah, no, I, I liked it. I mean, I, I was curious because, yeah, like you said, some of them are, man, I'm not sure who this is. Dan Campbell for me was easy just because of the way he, he stands with the, the headset and everything. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. what's in store for your blog? maybe not just this season, but maybe possibly into the future. Do you have any plans of projects you want to work on? Uh, I've got a lot. <laughs> okay. Maybe lay out, lay out for sure what you think is going to happen this year and then what you hope to accomplish in the next five years or something like that. Um, so like the, this year I just want to put out like 
like I'm I'm going through my regular motions right now, which is like so like when the season starts, I've got all the usual stuff of here's the players you should keep an eye on that you you missed or that you know aren't very popular, but you should watch them. You know, see if they're good. You know, waivers. Uh, what what matchups look good that week, and then I do I do little bits of um, leagues that I'm in and who I'm playing against that week and whatever, you know, so people can see like, Hey, I'm actually, I played this game too. <laughs> and here's how good I am. Just so you know, and you know, and if I do bad in that league, Oh, well, I'm, I'm publicizing it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know, got to choose before you start, but you know, um, so that's what I do for the whole season. Um, and then if I feel the need to enter, to throw in some other series, I will. Um, and I was, you know, so yeah, actually one thing I was thinking about for this next season is I was going to try and keep track of injury reports a lot more closely and like do like an injury dump on a regular basis. So then I can really know like, cause you know, like a guy will play all 17 games, right? But then, you know, he'll be questionable for a lot of them. And he'll have like a stretch where he doesn't play very good because he's injured. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Especially if it's like a soft tissue injury or something that's slowing him down. Exactly. It's like he'll play the game, but he won't do well. So, like, you won't want to start him. And then after the season, you'll, you know, I'll do my review and write up and be like, yeah, he was injured for this stretch of time. And people are like, what are you talking about? Like he he was injured, that's why he didn't do so good. It's like no no he played all the games. It's like okay well, you can be injured and play, you just don't play as well. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially in football. <laughs> and I wanted to keep better track of that, so I actually had like a log throughout the season of like hey this guy had a cue on him for for ten weeks. You know that's more challenging too and with I, how when they ch- they changed is. the from the D to the Q to the like I understood the perspective like the initial was probable QP you know what uh, doubtful but it made it really challenging taking yeah. one of them out yeah. there um, right probable isn't a thing anymore right yeah um, but yeah so that's what I want to do this next season is get get a better track of that because I feel like that would be useful especially for defense because nobody cares about defense most of the time. But it's like, oh, I didn't catch it this week because you don't get a notification about everything, you mm-hmm. know, just a lot of things. But it'll be like, oh, well, this team that nobody likes that has a good pass defense, uh, <laughs> their starting corner is out. It's like, oh, okay, so now it's not as bad a matchup as I thought. You know, that's kind of that's that's the kind of thing I want to get a, just a little bit better of like catching those kinds of things. So then. I can make a, a better start or recommendation that week. It made me think of something where because you keep a standard depth chart and because just by hearing the names of players, especially the the different kinds of teams, you don't know their first or second string cornerback. But if you had like a, a checker that verified between the two, like this is okay, this is a starting cornerback yep. that's out or exactly. a second. Yeah, that, I could see that being more beneficial to people. Right. Right, and that, and then I was going to roll that into the rest of my articles for the off season. So when I do the review, I can say they were they they had this injury for this many games, or like this guy started at the beginning of the season and started at the end of the season, or like was a starter once a month when these checks came through, but it's like he missed every other game. 
I would know that at least and be like, hey, you know, they might be a better team next year, even without a change here, because they'll just be healthier, you know? Right. So, and and I would I would have some evidence of that versus just like this one page on the other big sites that's just all the injuries this week. Yeah, especially when you're looking for like the inactives and stuff like Sunday morning at 1130 yeah. to, well, for you, 1030, I guess, but to try to figure out, okay, who's really not playing and you yeah. see all these different names and a lot of them are just, okay, backups, backups. And then you see a big star's name for, okay, well, that one matters. And then you maybe those cornerbacks yes. or whatever it may be. Well, I also wonder, I'm sure that somebody out there has this, but like the equation for what each center means to the overall rushing yards per game or like a factor of the guard being, yeah. I'm sure that's out there somewhere. Yeah. Um, I was looking for that, but I could, I, I couldn't find it for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you can, I don't know, but I found a lot of websites that have that kind of stuff, but yeah, pay for oh, it. That's yes, the paywall I stuff. To, okay. Yeah. I did want to get a lot of offensive line stats because that, yeah, that would be good. Like, Time till the quarterback gets hit. Yeah. Or like, you know, I, I can get some basic stuff like sacks allowed and whatever, but it's. Yeah, you know, but if you get that extra but yeah, stuff. Yeah, like yards created would be great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, this guy pushes people really hard. And he, he gives the running back two yards but just by being there. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, or if like it's something to do with like maybe correlation of time to pass is reduced so then maybe the uptick in running back yeah. catches is 1.3 factor increase whatever you know any kind of reasoning for finding mm-hmm. that extra edge like you talked about especially in like a dfs perspective oh yeah dfs would be good everybody likes money <laughs> yeah well that and it's because it's like so nuanced where you can change your roster so much yeah. from week to week as opposed to like really how much difference are you going to be like i don't know i have just trying to use a, a couple. I have three receivers, and in, in my, I'm choosing between yeah. whatever Adam Thielen that week and in Romeo Dobbs or something like that. They're both maybe about the same, but am I really going to worry that much about a tackle being out to make the difference? Eh, maybe, but you know, a lot of times those little guys like that aren't going to make a big difference. No, right. But yeah, that's the kind of thing I'd, I'd like to have a track on. And yeah, like you said, what I might do is do like a screen scrape of their website and just pull all the injured players and then drop that into like a spreadsheet. Compare that spreadsheet to a spreadsheet of all the starters or guys who are supposed to be starters and see, you know, how many starters are out. That would be a good thing to know. Yeah, some kind of, and I'm not really super in, I'm not really great with this. I'm like a pivot table or something where it like automatically yeah. it did the comparison chart and then it like somehow pivoted and like color coded. Hey, green is or whatever. Green is all your starters. Yellow is all your back, your secondary players or whatever it might be, mm. something like that. But um, now I'm getting off track trying to give you ideas versus like your origin story. What about <laughs> other places that you um, do you write for other places ever or is it just for your site alone? I, I haven't. No, not really. Um, no, no, I don't think I've published anything for anybody else. Um, okay, well, let's flip that question then. So maybe more of a, if you could write for somebody or F it, uh, hmm. also like who do you maybe follow that you really appreciate in the industry that you want to give some more love to? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, see, this is another thing is I don't read a whole lot of other people's stuff um, and it, because it, it it affects me, you know. Sure. Mm-hmm. If I if I absorb 
too much of other people's information, then it it messes with my process and in, in my information. So and and I've noticed that the past couple of years that I like a few mistakes I make here and there. It's like, why did I do that? It's like, oh, it's because I've I followed this person's advice. Mm. Mm. It's like, okay. That or this guy on the podcast yelled the loudest tonight. Right. And it's like <laughs> You know, do I want to go after that person and tell them how stupid and wrong they are? No, it's more like their process is probably different than my process. So their advice doesn't fit with my process because they don't know what I'm doing to get my results. And I don't know what they're doing. To get, <laughs> you know, so when we try I, to tell each it's other, it's a good like, way to look at it. Change these things. It's like uh, that doesn't fit, you know? Yeah. You know, that's, that's, it's very interesting actually that you say you really don't listen to other people or watch because then that means that your content alone is, even though it is obviously replicated or duplicated because of yeah. there's only so many different ways you can talk about a player, mm-hmm. but it's like real, it's honest, it's unique to you, and it's right. not like you're being influenced. So, um, with that being said, do you ever consider maybe any other forms of medium other than writing, or is that I not have really something you're interested that. in? Um, Writing works good for me now, and it's what I started with. Um, and, you know, I, I have thought about either making, like, a podcast or, or a video sort of format, but, like, I, I don't know exactly how much time that would take me. I don't think I'm ready to just jump into that either, you know. I've, I've been busy with life, you know, where I don't have a whole <laughs> lot of spare time like I used to. So if I started years right. ago, I'd probably be doing that, but, you know. Not now. Um, but yeah, so part of that goal was like, I draw a bunch of those pictures, right? But I don't do a ton of them. I I was trying to find a whole bunch of extra time to just do like every player. I don't do quite every player. I just do a, a good handful. Like if I write an article about five guys, I'll pick one and draw a picture of him for for that, for a picture for that article. Versus, you know, doing all five <laughs> every week. But then you can keep every you day. keep that picture. You keep that in an archive, then, right? Yeah. So then, like, if you want to refer back to that player, so at exactly. least you're building your inventory. Yes, I am okay. exactly. I am building my inventory over time, and I do try to pick the younger guys if I can. Right, right. So I was trying to go for that, and then I could just. I mean, I could almost just read my article out loud. <laughs> Call it a podcast. Oh no, yeah. And then take the some pictures, people do that. They, put that yeah. over that. Now it's a video, you know. Hmm. Yeah. No. I, I mean, that's something. That, I mean, I obviously with timing and stuff, right. I get that because podcasting takes time. But it still takes. It time. is a form of medium that a lot of people can, you know, especially because you have a unique perspective. Uh, I, 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 too bad you don't have old guys because Ryan Fitzmagic would be the perfect candidate for one of your photos. You suppose so you you got to create one just to have it. I think I may have made one of him um, with with the beard and the chain and everything because that would be supreme. Oh gosh, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, yeah, I don't have one of them in my current <laughs> style. I may have made one in the older style where it's not as good looking. <laughs> of course, I guess back in the day, yeah, because he was so popular for a short period. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, so you um, might have had him on there. He was one of my favorite quarterback value picks for a long time. He was he was garbage time hero. That's you know. Oh, for sure. Right. In, in, yeah, because he would throw three interceptions to just to have to f- throw for four hundred yards yeah. and f- you know four touchdowns. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> like especially on the Bills, for when he was the starter for the Bills for a while. That was that's when I had him a lot, and you know 
Yeah. People were like, he sucks. I'm like, I won. <laughs> yeah, he might not win a lot of games, but man, he sure can he win for your fantasy, fantasy points. points. So did, yep, um, and at that point. What was the Jaguars quarterback? Um, Blake Bortles. Oh, um, Bortles. Yeah, Jake the Snake Bortles. Yep. Yeah, he was He was not yeah, good. We had some other guys, too, out there. But, I mean, even Stafford did the same thing Yeah, for me. He put up ungodly numbers, but it was because the team sucked, and he'd throw an inter- he'd throw like a pick six, and then he'd have to throw two exactly. touchdowns. The, the the team wasn't good. The defense was really bad. They'd just throw a ton, and he'd get a ton of points. Yeah, yep. yep. So okay, I know you said that. Okay, maybe the media might change in the future, but like for now, let's tell the listener of the show where they can find your work, and maybe even if they wanted to get in touch with you. Um, so for now, uh, jakesffootball.com is, is my website. Um, you go there anytime, all the time. There's a lot of stuff to read. I, I make at least four articles a week, sometimes more. Uh, and then the same at jakesffootball on Twitter. That's where I'm most popular right now. Uh, I think, I believe it's the same thing on Instagram as well. I have a Facebook page, but <laughs> nobody uses Facebook. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, that's about it. All right, cool. So listener of the show's got to check out your work. I got to reach out to you with some, maybe some suggestions. And now we're going to play a game. One more DeLorean question. You're going to go 20 years into the future. You know, that mm-hmm. whole uh, Gray's Almanac thing. But this would be a different perspective. So now give me, maybe predict what might be different or what you wish would happen in fantasy football industry from 20 years from now. Oh, you know, so what has been becoming more common is more people are adding IR spots. And every once in a while, I see people talk about this online and we we shoot some ideas back and forth and some ideas about like setting a reserve player or something like that. And what I would mean by that is like you'd have like a bench spot dedicated to a guy you could swap later on, if that makes sense. So you like, mean, so like in the game or go ahead, keep your butt to explain it. Right. Like if somebody gets injured mid game or like right after the game starts, your guys are locked and the guy that you have in gets hurt. And it's like, okay, well, since I set a reserve guy, he gets swapped in over the injured guy. It's like, oh, that'd be, you know, something like that. Reduce the pain a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you because I think you even know? some of the DraftKings stuff for some of their little tournament draft some there's something that they have like where you do like the snake drafts i think they have a reserve player for that specific reason yeah and right something like that um you know i see things changing in the future oh for sure i mean there's gonna be who knows what's gonna happen i mean we we didn't realize i mean i guess 20 years ago sure there was the internet but like fantasy football on the internet 20 years ago i'm not 20 years ago draft boring was hot stuff everybody loved it Uh (laughs) uh-huh I mean, you're able to, like, 20 years ago, you never would have imagined that you could sit on the toilet and draft your team, you know? I mean, no. driving right. down the yeah, road and draft before, your team. It was before smartphones, yeah. So, it's just, we'll, we'll see what happens in the future. And speaking of that, and because you have this site that with tons of information for it, how about we leave with last words of fantasy football knowledge nuggets, maybe, like, through the lens of somebody who's taken on this task of writing his own blog. Like, what would you give to a listener that might want to be interested in starting their own? I would say you want to be unique in what you want to do something different than what other people do. Uh, because if you just 
regurgitate other things other people say and do similar things to everybody else, then, you know, it's not going to be all that interesting. There you go. Don't let people's opinions persuade your own convictions. And if you're going to get into the industry, do something unique and make sure that it's interesting. I hope you enjoyed this week's trip down memory lane to learn about another fantasy football origin story. And if you have your own story to share, head over to fantasyfootballoriginstories.com and hit us up on the contact page. But for now, dude, I'm through if you're through. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fantasy Football Origin Stories. To make sure you're the first to get the next episode, please make sure to mash that little subscribe or follow button on your podcast player of choice, then head over to the website for the show notes and more fantasy football origin stories. That's at fantasyfootballoriginstories.com. And remember, dudes, where we're going, we don't need roads. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Do you wish you knew more about the 100 seasons of the NFL? You're in luck because you found the Football History Dude Podcast, where each episode is a journey back in time to learn about the rich history of the NFL. From the founding of the league in an auto showroom, all the way to what it is today, America's favorite sport and a behemoth of an industry. My name is Ernie Chapman. Football is my passion, and I want you to come along with me each week to explore the yesteryear of the gridiron. So hop on board, my DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.